All right, welcome back to the Green Mountain Sports Roundup. I am Ernesto Sanchez. I'm here with Marty Griffin and John Downing, and we're here to give you a quick roundup of this week in sports. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Phenomenal. Actually, kind of good to be back with you guys. I uh, apologize. It's a little touch and go from here on out uh, with baby Ronan James on the way, but uh, you guys have been killing it by yourselves. I appreciate uh, you stepping up to the plate for a nice baseball playoff reference right Oh, now. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, it's nice to have you back here. Uh, Johnny, speaking of baseball, how you doing? What's well? With just the whole thing all together, everyone you've you've pulled for is out, aside from the, the Yankees losing. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I'm just glad the Yankees are out. Okay. Yankees are out. Can I just say Altuve? Altuve. That was pretty Altuve. cool the other night. That, well, we'll get into it in just yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, let's yeah, get yeah. into our number 38s. We had a lot to choose from. <laughs> Brandon Bolden, Jalen Samuels. Yeah. I mean, we could just do a whole, uh, a whole intro about people no Call one cares around. about. That's right. <laughs> Well, speaking right. of people no one cares about, I'll go first. Number 38, Pavel Dimitra, born November 29th in 1974 in Czechoslovakia. Sounds like a basketball player to me. Find that on your globe. <laughs> <laughs> Dimitra was a ninth-round pick by the Ottawa Senators. I didn't establish himself as an NHL player, though, for another five years. But once he made the league, he was the very picture of consistency and productive play. Uh, he spent eight years with the St. Louis Blues, and in 2002, he set a career high with 37 goals and 93 points, and he finished his career with the Blues in 2004, leaving the team fifth in franchise scoring with 493 points in 494 games. He also played with the Kings, uh, with the Wild, spending the month of October as one of their monthly alternating captains. Uh, as they were doing at the beginning of 2007, and then finishing up with the Canucks. Internationally, Dimitra played in uh, the junior tournaments with the Czechoslovakian national team, won gold uh, in 92 at the IIHF Euro U18 Championship, and bronze at the 93 World Juniors. After the country split in 93, he began competing for Slovakia, and played in six IIHF World Champions, winning bronze in 2003 and captaining the country in 2011. He played in three Winter Olympics in 0206. Uh, in 06, he was the captain of the Slovak team and also in 2010, where he led all scorers in points and was named to the tournament's all-star team. He was a three-time NHL all-star, the Lady Bing Memorial Trophy winner in 2000, Tragically, uh, he died in a plane crash in Russia, uh, playing in the KHL, a crash which claimed the lives of all but one of the members of the locomotive Yaroslavl team. Uh, following his death, the ice hockey stadium where he started his career with fellow Slavs Dan Ochara, heard of him? Marian Hosa and Marian Gabrik was named after him. So uh, finished off his NHL career 847 games, 304 goals, 464 assists, 768 points. Number 38, Pavel Dimitra. Well, let's go peaks and valleys here and dip down real quick for mine before we go up again for Johnny's. I'm going to go. Uh, he wore this number twice in his career uh, in the NBA. 
Kwame, Kwame Brown. Uh, so to make him relevant to talk about, you know, just success, let's go back to his high school years. <laughs> <laughs> he was a high school player of the year as a senior in Georgia. Brown finished his high school year at the uh, Glenn Academy, famous Glenn Academy in Brunswick, Georgia. All-time leading rebounder for 1,235 rebounds, shot blocker for 605 block shots, all-time score with 1,539 points, was named the 2001 McDonald's All-American team. He averaged 20 points his senior year, um, as well as 13 rebounds, 5 blocks. Uh, was one of the biggest picks in Jordan's Michael Jordan's first career as GM with the Washington Wizards. He was like Zion Williamson. He was, he was sought after. He signed a letter of intent with the University of Florida, uh, but surpassed that to go into the NBA draft, where he was drafted by basically Doug Collins, the head coach at the time. And quoting Doug Collins, he said, if you draft me, you will never regret it. I'm sorry, Doug, you do regret it. The guy never really <laughs> came to maturation uh, in talent or in maturity in the league. Uh, he bounced around quite a bit through a lot of different teams. Let's just leave that. That let's talk about number thirty-eights and letdowns. I'm forever naming ex-girlfriends as thirty-eights. Christy Williams, eighth grade, you never lived up to it. You're my thirty-eight. Uh, <laughs> Stacy Brown, my junior high school uh, date to uh, junior high school prom. You didn't follow through. You promised me a kiss at the end of the dance. You never lived up to it. You're forever my thirty-eight. And uh, we'll just name her Jackie. A lot of disappointment. I fucked up picking you. You're forever my thirty-eight. Right, <laughs> Marty. <laughs> That's good. Jesus. <laughs> I like it. Holy hell. I got a 38 or two, too. <laughs> and I imagine I land on somebody's list as a 38 quite a bit often as well. So yeah. They yeah. all share the part. But, you know, to turn it around, have a little fun, that's my 38. All right. I'll so like basically it. because... Or 38s. Nobody in sports wears number 38, basically. I, and if you do, you're almost... You're, I honestly want to... With look, all due respect to Jalen Samuels. <laughs> but I really want to like research like why that number is not picked a lot in either football nor basketball. It's a weird thing. However, we do have a Hall of Famer, a stand, at thirty-eight yeah, standout, the one thirty-eight, I guess, that really has done anything. So, Mr. Bloody Mess himself, <clears throat> right? So, the Bloody Sock Man, uh, Kurt Schilling, is going to be my number thirty-eight. He was. Um, of course, a famous member of the Red Sox and helping, and it was a key element in helping them win the 2004 uh, World Series after 86 years of futility, and then helped them win again in 2007 to win another World Series title. Uh, before Schilling came here, in but before the 2004 season, he said, "I'm going. I promise, I'm going to help." break the curse and of course he delivered and he delivered in game six of the ALCS when the Red Sox were down three games to two and he had just had uh, surgery to repair a tendon in his Achilles and he pitched a great game and led the Red Sox to victory thus tying the series up three games to three forcing the uh, eventual game seven in which the Red Sox destroyed the Yankees so he's forever going to be remembered in Red Sox lore but they also made a big mistake with Kurt Schilling early on the Red Sox had traded Kurt Schilling in let's see 1988 July 29 1988 the Red Sox traded Brady Anderson and Kurt Schilling to the Baltimore Orioles in exchange for pitcher Mike Boddicker now, Boddicker helped out a little bit in the 88 and 1990 playoffs for the Red Sox, or getting them to the playoffs in those years. 
but Schilling went on to become a borderline Hall of Fame pitcher. Um, that's debatable. I think he belongs in the Hall of Fame. I think some people don't. A lot of media members say no, basically because, you know, he's been very controversial over the years and outspoken. And, you know, it's the media members who then vote on whether or not you get to go to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But I think his credentials as far as performances on the field are absolutely deserving. Um, let's see here. Let's go over his lifetime statistics. Um, he helped the Phillies go to the World Series in 1993. He won a championship in 2001 with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And like I said, in 04 and 07 with the Red Sox. He finished with a career postseason pitching record of 11-2. and two. His 846 postseason winning percentage is a major league record among pitchers with at least 10 decisions. He's a member of the 3000 Strikeout Club. He has the highest strikeout to walk ratio of any of its members. He's tied for third for the most 300 strikeout seasons. Of post 19th century pitchers, Schilling has the highest jaws of any pitcher, not in the Hall of Fame, behind only Roger Clemens. He was a six time All Star. He was the World Series MVP in 2001, NLCS MVP in 1993, Roberto Clemente Award winner in 2001. Led the major leagues in wins in 2001-2004. Led the National League in strikeouts in 97 and 98. He's in the Phillies Wall of Fame, and he's in the Red Sox Hall of Fame. Number 38, Kurt Schilling. All right. Sounds good. And we'll just keep this one moving because we want to get Johnny. uh, We're recording this on Tuesday, so we want to make sure we get Johnny back home in time for both his meatloaf and his World Series Game (laughs) 1. Speaking of World Series Game 1... The Washington Nationals heading to Houston, kicking this thing off. Johnny, what are your uh, what are your thoughts? First of all, let's talk about the uh, ALCS that was. Damn, what a finish! Best one of the best ninth innings ever. A lot of drama with the two run yes. shot by Lemay right. Hugh that was just Absolutely. out of the reach of George Springer's glove. Yeah, he almost had. He that. almost had. And he almost and had it. What was cool is how the crowd just cleared for him to try to make that play. They just After like last made year, a little, yeah, it's like exactly, they know that, which is right. nice, which is good to see. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Fans are learning. <laughs> and then yeah, I texted. Um, all right, I was in. I'm in a group chat with some of my baseball buddies, and I was like, Altuve is going to win it for us because we had him as our captain in FanDuel um, that yeah. night, and I'm like, Altuve is going to hit a home run here and win it. I don't know. I felt that, too. I just felt like he had the bat for it. He has such a centered strike zone. Like, it's hard to get him out. You didn't want to yeah. walk him in that situation. Yeah. Like, he was you did want to walk him. They should have walked him because Marisnik was on deck. It wasn't Brantley on yeah, deck. Yeah, but I think, they pinched, I think they would have pinched it there. I mean, I don't, I mean there's a lot of variables that could have gone into play right there, but I don't know. I just feel like Chapman has been the goat. In that I mean, would you rather not have, the greatest? Mean like he's the goat. Mean like he's the fall guy in, in a lot of those situations. Would you rather have Altuve? Guy. Yeah, exactly. Would you rather have Altuve up with Springer at first, or would you have rather have Marisnik up with runners on first and second? I don't know. I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, I you got to play because all you that. you know, I mean, all, all you got to do is win. Needed was a double. Yeah, to to score Springer. True. I don't know. I mean, I just maybe it looked. I mean, that pitch really wasn't even in the strike zone. I know. Too. I know. So maybe slider, they were. Yeah. Maybe they were kind of pitching around him, right. or seeing if he'd like ground it out or like pop it up, and like, it just out too much. Just eyes was yeah. on it. That just seemed like destiny, and it, it, it was nice to see uh, a scumbag like Chapman give up such such a big hit at such a big time. And a scumbag like Ozuna get the win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scumbags all around. I love the meme of the close up of. 
Aaron Judge's teeth and the gap between his front teeth that they were that close of getting to the World Series. <laughs> that was the best one I've seen so far that came out at that point. Uh, but kudos to, to Houston of pulling through that game and, and just rising up in the ninth after giving up that two-run shot. I just thought at that point, like, wow, the, the Yankees just got the momentum at that point right there. Like, it just really scared the shit out of me as an Astros fan. Uh, Even with Cole looming in Game Seven, you were still worried. I still. Worried. I mean, I mean, you always worry. I still worry. I mean, yeah. you just worry at that point. You just don't want to see it go back and forth for two more games and like roll into to Yankee Stadium and, and get that groove back. And I didn't want to ever ever see Grinky's face again in that series and see how that was going to pop up again. Him. Yeah, it was really hard. And, and I think he'll do better in Game Three. You think so? Oh, in Washington, because he's going against a lineup that's not as good as the Yankees. He's going True. against a uh, National League team with a pitcher. And so, you know, instead of facing Fair nine enough. boppers in Yankees in a small Yankee stadium, he gets to face, you know, eight eight hitters with only two, like, real all-star type hitters, maybe All three. Right. So we're jumping right into that, and we're talking about two teams who have some fucking studs on the mound Holy going pitching. into this. Holy pitching. This is going to be fun. This is a team that's walking in on the national side that's probably around a 3.5 ERA in the postseason right now with Astros, I think, just a little far behind. At a 3.6, if I'm thinking about this correctly. So you're going to see, I, I think this is going to be a lot of series of 3-1, 2-1 games. Um, I mean, that's the narrative you think they're painting. It could turn out to be something different. Uh, if they paint that differently, I think it would be Astros bombing on the late inning uh, pitching of the Nationals. But I, I'm interested to see how this plays out for sure. Bullpen edge, certainly, to the Astros. Absolutely. And I, I just think... It's not that their bullpen is fantastic, but the Nationals' bullpen is so bad. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think there's going to be uh, any credence to the thought that uh, maybe the Nationals got a little too much rest, that maybe. Uh, they could have cooled so. off in time? You think they're going to, they might... Because they had a good thing going. I think, it, yeah, I just think in baseball, it's... Momentum. It's so, the momentum is yeah. huge. I think it's just the camaraderie. I think it's almost like hockey with those games and just you're stuck together and you're in the locker room together and you're building off each other's energy. And now these guys for the Nationals go home to their families. You know, they're checking in and doing this, but they, you know, that momentum just kind of breaks away a little bit. Like, what's charging them? What's restart. feeding that locomotive right now, you yep. know? And it can't be like the wins in the past or this last series as the caboose is pushing you forward. Like you need that engine just still driving you forward I agree. in a lot of ways. So I think that's why Houston, in other ways, has an edge as well. I mean, besides the pitchers, nobody in my mind in this league gets tired, especially at the young age of a lot of these players for Houston. So I, I, I think Verland and, and Grinky are the biggest factors for me in this because Verland is – you know, uh, slider, curveball is kind of getting away from him, and he's leaving it up in that one game. He got away from him. But if he pitches well and Grinky can show up in game three, I think this is no-brainer that Houston takes this series. I mean, I, um, they're, they're pretty sizable favorites on paper, but... But nobody gave Washington but, a chance going into this either, so it's, it's right. hard to say. I mean, Washington does have a chance because of its, right. its starting pitching. Because if if Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg, who's been unbelievable, and Corbin and Anibal Sanchez, if they can do... Yeah. What I think Sanchez is a huge factor. what they've been doing, yeah. then they've got a chance. If that's enough chalkboard talk and, you know, posting that in the locker room is like that chip on your shoulder, like nobody believes we can pull this off, we've come this far. Got that's that enough material. Yeah, absolutely. If that's enough for them to push them forward, uh, you know, they have enough experience on that side. And 
you know, if this was not the Astros, I'd be pulling for this franchise because nobody put them in that place starting out the way they did in the season without Bryce Hopper, the way they started, like was it 9-31, and 31, whatever the case may be. But, I, you know, what they've done so far, what their, their body of work in these playoffs has been just impressive in my mind. I mean, for a postseason where they have secured their first uh, series win, God damn it, it would be uh, just an awesome uh, story to see them take it all the way. Absolutely. Uh, on their, on their yeah. first time to the big dance. You know, yeah, I'm I, not a Dodgers fan, nor am I a Cardinals fan, so to see if anybody beats the Astros in this as me as an Astros fan, I, I will lick my chops and, and take my wounds and walk away and say, wow, they earned that. Uh, you know, this is a team that rolled, steamrolled the Cardinals, 40 strikeouts in four games, six walks, and just blew right by them. It, it was, you know, made, made your head turn. All right. Uh, so we'll definitely keep uh, you all updated as the World Series unfolds. Uh, again, we're recording this on Tuesday night, uh, the night of Game 1. Um, so there'll be plenty to report uh, when you hear us next. Uh, moving right along, the NBA season is about to kick off. Woo-hoo. Johnny, you got to be happy that they, um, they brought Jalen back. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Brown resigned four years, 112 million, so that keeps him with with, with the Celtics through 2024. And that kind of—it sounds like a lot of money, but due to what no. players make in the NBA, yeah. I think it's a good deal. I think it's a great signing for them. I think it's something he needed to commit and feel like he was involved. I think this is a guy last year with Irving signing, like he didn't know his place on the team. He just kind of felt out in left field, just trying to find his spot. Yeah. Either he was forcing his time when he had the ball in his hands. Or he just got rid of it and didn't feel like what, knew what his place was in the offense, and what his his body of work in the preseason so far just paints a picture that he's going to be somewhat of a dominant force on the team this year. I think it's just one of those moves that really lights the way for the future of the team. Myself as a as a young blossoming Celtics fan, <laughs> you're getting into it. Having having to listen to you two, you know where Golden State is now. <laughs> I do. Growing. I do know that both the Warriors and Golden State mean the same thing. (laughs) That's the same thing. So good for me. Good for me. Another thing we should touch on, Zion Williamson. Scary injury to start his young career. What's going on there, Johnny? Uh, This is, what, his fourth knee procedure? Yeah. Here's my thing. Is this kid has grown so much so quick. He is a beast. And I just... You know, it's almost like the aspect of, like, why, you know, NFL doesn't want kids going straight from high school to, to NFL. It's like their bodies are developing. I just think this kid has almost developed way too much, way too fast. He's so explosive. It's almost like putting a Cummings diesel engine in an F-150 body, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. the axles don't support the strength and the, and this the force. This kid goes 120%. Similar thing, similar thing actually happened to my, uh, my cousin who is a um, collegiate baseball player now, but when he was in high school, he was such a stud, All-American, that kind of thing. And uh, he was taken off from second to go steal third, and his fast-twitch muscles were so explosive, it shattered his leg. Yeah, yeah. And we it's not too far along where he uh, blew out that shoe last year Mm-hmm. Uh, in March Madness, and, and thought that he was, you know, tore his knee up. I mean, not even, it wasn't March Madness yet. It was, it was in uh, ACC 
league, but they were talking, you know, do they just sit him the rest of the year? Or does he choose to sit and not waste his stock, you know, of getting uh, picked in the draft? I, I pull for this kid. I think he's a true competitor. I think he wants to win. I think he has a good head on his shoulders. I don't think he is somebody who's just out there for the money and just for the fame. I think he wants to be something special in the league. So I hope, uh, you know, he can figure out a way to strengthen himself to be a long-term player in the league. I'd hate for him to be like a Greg Olden type of just so much promise and just fade away and, and be non-existent. possibility? I do think it's a possibility. The way he goes, the how hard he goes, he just doesn't. If he can't stay healthy, he yeah. won't be able to establish anything. And the league moves so fast, they'll just move on without him. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's just the league is so many young guys. I was realizing that today. You just, got, I mean, so many young guys in the league. The stock in the league and, and the talent. I mean, you're talking about this is a this is a cheap game to play. This is a game and, and something you can practice by All yourself you and get better and get better and get better and find any pickup league in any inner city and. and the, the stock that's even in the G League and what's underneath you, your feet, and then clamoring at you and, and wanting your position, it's a tough position to be in as an NBA player in my mind. I mean, it, it's a very stock-talented league. Well, I, I think in general, too, sports uh, leagues across all sports uh, have now begun to accept the fact that young players can be elite players and younger, they're, cheaper too. Yeah, they're ve- yeah they're coming in on ent- on entry level deals, and um, they're every bit as good as their veteran counterparts. Yeah. Especially now that more money and resources are going into youth sports and youth development, and there are pr- you know private coaches for kids at that elite level, whether it be skating coaches, whether it be shooting coaches, whether it be batting coaches, or or what have you. Um, Young kids as young as 10, 11, 12 are getting scouted and coached up and represented in a way that they never have before. And now they're much more mature and ready for um, these big stages way sooner than they were in, say, you know, the 80s and 90s. So I, I and I think it, it's generally a good thing because when you get young guys in there, uh, generally, what you're doing is you're increasing the speed of your product. You get fast, you get elusive, you get creative, and it's a fun product to watch. Absolutely. I mean, it's, I mean, you get into down south with AAU and baseball and basketball. These kids are playing 365 days a year. They're just getting better and better and playing against better teams. You see a lot of these kids bypassing even high school sports and just staying in the AAU like travel teams. And, and getting out of that and, and working on their craft. But you're also, you can bleed into football and see what's happening now with uh, quarterback contracts, what Dak Prescott is doing for a little money with Dallas or what Allen Johnny is doing with Carolina. And there's whispers of, you know, Cam Newton fading away and what they're getting for their value with Allen and that, and that team aspect and, and how it's working better in that system with him than trying to, you know, cater to uh, Cam Newton's game. You know, it's... I think it's just more of a thing now. It's going to be interesting to see if how, especially NBA and NFL, goes forward with this. Of like, do they? It's going to. Be, I think it's going to be a fight with the NBA <coughs> players' union and and the league of trying to fight to see if they can lower a lot these contracts or see if these players keep doing what they're doing and just demand to be traded and build these super teams. 
it's going to change the narrative of the leagues uh, for years to come, in my mind. Okie dokie. Well, uh, speaking of young, talented quarterbacks, let's get into the week that was. We're not going to talk about Donaldson, then. <laughs> we certainly won't. Uh, but Did you we see will. A ghost? <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, Sam Donald. Sounds good. <laughs> Um, the ankle break heard round the world. Kansas City heads into Denver, and Patrick Mahomes is on the turf. Johnny, is their season kaput? No, because Mahomes will be back. He's already questionable for this week for the Sunday night game yeah, against Green Bay. He's a lot Bay. better. It was originally what three to four weeks. Now they're saying he can be as early as questionable this week. So, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, it wasn't an ankle break. Knee, it was a yeah. dislocated kneecap. Right? right, exactly. Yeah, the the kneecap heard round the world. I don't know, so their season's definitely not kaput. We couldn't be so lucky. (laughs) (laughs) I guess the the Patriots won't get to uh, just walk it across the finish line this this postseason. Uh, This was one of our contested picks, Johnny. You had uh, taken Denver plus three. Obviously, um, that didn't turn out too well. They (laughs) lost 30 to six. Um, It was a rough week. It was a rough week. It was a rough week on the um, podcast picks, but you remain in the lead, I believe, in our league. I think we all had a rough week. Some weird shit happened well, this week. I walked away from this two weeks ago in the league. What have you been doing? Um, well, I got my dick punched in last week. <laughs> uh, but this week I did quite well for myself and scored a tally for the contested against Johnny. Nice. Uh, moving right along to the Los Angeles Rams going into Atlanta. This was uh, my Bet Your House play of the year, part two. Yep. Remember the Rams over Cleveland was part one, Bet Your House? Yep. This is part two. This was part two, Bet Your bet your House, part two. Well, if you bet your house and you owe Johnny a 10% commission on that. 2-0 and on Bet Your House picks. And <laughs> you now have three houses. <laughs> you can you can DM him at Green Mountain Grinder on Twitter <laughs> on Twitter Green MT Grinder. Make sure to do that and give him your thanks. Nice. Called where a banker called. They said step the fuck off. They need their business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one was nice and easy. The, 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 to the previous point. bet your house one against Cleveland that was a tough one. This one for the Rams thirty seven to ten. It was a snooze fest. Yeah. Well, they, they look like they got their receding running back back uh, who had a hell of a game, and it looks like now they are uh, basically giving up on the uh, Atlanta Falcons by giving up Sanu to now uh, your Patriots, and they're just kind of like letting When's go. When's Dan Quinn going to get fired? I've called, been calling for this for a few weeks this now. This is one that the I team mean, is tuned I out. I swear, you know. Do you have pictures of Arthur Blank? Arthur Blank and Jerry Jones with a goat. Just rimming each other. I just think they are. Just like they just at, got at their the little Home puppeteer Depot. coaches and Jason Garrett and Dan Quinn. Like, this is just our ass puppets. We put our hands up each week oh to play around God. with. I'm sorry. I mean, it's, it's, it's like true. Like, how do these guys stay in the league? How are they relevant right, right. now? Right. The team is so. We'll, and we'll get into the Cowboys, but my God, like, how with the Cowboys' talent are you just living with the fact that you are. Running into this week three and three in your division and happy about it, it blows my mind. Well, I mean, I get the Cowboys though because you, you, they're first place. 
How do you fire a coach that's first place in the division? The Falcons were in the Super Bowl last I, two years. I know well, over two years ago, and now this year they're that one was and their six. that was their peak though. They we talked about it how at the start of the uh, well, not even the start of the third quarter, but well into the third quarter, was began the decline of the Atlanta Falcons, and it it hasn't been a soft decline. It's been a fucking cliff. Yeah, they just like the Falcons died. cliff. Yeah, they just died. They did. How they did died they? on that third down. Yeah. And just... Devontae Freeman got ejected for punching Aaron Donald in this game. Which Aaron Donald's just laughing like, right? what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, I would just rake you. I would just murder you. Like, get the fuck away from me. Matt Ryan got hurt. You know, he's questionable this Sunday. It. You know, the talent on that. I feel. I feel for Julio Jones. You know, <laughs> now right. now he has nothing to draw the defensive away from him. Because Sanu was Jones a good is, second, is the one of the receiver. He um, runs great routes. Patriots just inherited, in my mind, a great receiver. Even I as think a Steelers, even as a Steelers fan, I always thought of Julio Jones as the premier receiver in the NFL. Like raw talent, numbers, work, yeah. what he has to deal with, the whole thing, like. And this was a he year he demanded with, a contract, and now he, what, he's going to be stuck with his team? Like, you just buried yourself with that. He should mm. just, like, live with it and ask for a trade at the end of the season. But some Absolutely. people are okay with being mediocre. A.J. Green said he, listen to this, A.J. Green said a couple weeks ago, he wants to retire as a Cincinnati Bengal because that's important to him. Now, has retiring as a Cincinnati Bengal been important to anybody ever? <laughs> Ooh, I, no. think he's, I think he's uh, trying to... Chris Berman? <laughs> <laughs> I just I blow my mind. So everyone's talking about trading for AJ Green. Why would you want to trade for a guy who thinks like that? Like, who thinks like, <laughs> like, I want to be a Cincinnati Bengal and be mediocre right. or terrible. Right. Well, because he's going to be... You want to go out for steak? You know what? Spam's been good to me. It's been good. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's going to get to be the greatest Cincinnati Bengal ever. And but what maybe is that? that the well, greatest but, can of spam ever. <laughs> That's Barry Sanders of the Detroit Lions. Exactly. Wait, exactly. is Chris Collinsworth the greatest Bengals receiver though? Uh, no. Was what? he? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't, know. I don't know the folks. What's that? Collinsworth was unbelievable. He was good. Yeah. Yeah. White Lightning. Him and Steve Largent <laughs> in the 80s. Were the Steve Largent was a shit. The two Seahawks? Yeah. Come on. Oh, we're going we're gonna to get to Collinsworth later in our clip of the week. But right. uh, moving on to the next game Miami at Buffalo Bills. Johnny. What? I got nothing. <laughs> Fuck Buffalo for not covering. God damn it. Right, that's what I got. Fuck, Fuck you, Buffalo. Buff- Buffalo at 5 and 1, though. But like... it's our fault, because why Buffalo minus 17, really? Because they hate the Dolphins. <laughs> I thought they would just rail them. I thought they would just kill them. And was it like it was tied at halftime, wasn't it? Oh my god, I know. It's ridiculous. I wanted no part of this action. I should have taken Brown is good. Throw to Brown. He's Dumb so Brown. good. He is so fucking good. Like, even they praise him after the game. Like, and there's like, why is he getting, I mean, he's getting enough touches, but like, why not go out Allen, Josh Allen likes throwing the ball deep, he too. He loves him. He loves showing off his big arm. Yeah. But that's the thing. That's what, what a lot of criticism is. is like, he's like a young far. Like, he just wants to prove his straight arm strength rather than show a little finesse here and there. Like, he just overdoes it a little too much. He's got to learn that for himself. This is fucking up the AFC, though, because the number one wild card is all but locked in at this point with the Bills 
with this with kind Bill's of record. Five scene. No. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just all but a forgotten conclusion at this point. Um, as a Steelers fan, trying to find some hope, some way. Your season went down the drain when you blew that game against when Juju fumbled the game against Baltimore. You know. Yeah, this. of course, of course. I knew you I, win that I game that. and your season is. Alive very and different, healthy. and that was, was a very home different. game, right? No, that I was get a home it. Game. That, you're not going to win that That's in Baltimore. Two years in a row. You're not get that. that Juju fumbled their right. season away. Yes, but also, and granted, this is my favorite player, so I'm like, this is coming with a grain of, this is coming with a salt lick. <laughs> uh, fuck, dude. Those are the only two fumbles he's had in his career. <laughs> so those are the two biggest big fucking moments. <laughs> Uh, Jesus, I'm gonna send that. I'm gonna send that part to Stephen A. Smith and about field day with that one. Oh my goodness! Oh my God! God. But there right. was only two fumbles. Yeah, yeah, it only cost us 2019 and 2018. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Buffalo, the Buffalo refuses to cover, and uh, they they win uh, 21 to 31. Moving on to our next game. Another contested pick, Jacksonville, heading into Cincinnati with Cincinnati getting three and a half points. You pick Cincinnati to win. And why would you do that? And Cincinnati at one o'clock at home? That's been a thing in the past. No, but it's. it's, They were good to me the week before against Baltimore. This is not the same team. That pick is about as bad as that screen pass he threw right there. <laughs> that Dalton screen pass was the worst pass I've ever seen in the history of the NFL. Right there, so, I have no idea what he was looking at. Gardner Minshew puts himself back into MVP talk. MVP. Speedo riding the tiger. Speedo riding the tiger. Nice. Uh, How much Black Panther did he wear on his neck that day? And I never get to say this, but Johnny, this makes us me to you nothing on picks. For the week, moving on to Minnesota at Detroit. You picked Detroit plus one. Not the way it worked out. Minnesota rakes Detroit over the coals, 42-30. to 30. Cousins for MVP? There? He's alive. His numbers are good now. He's got Thielen, a Thielen woke him up, man. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> him he, and Diggs. He's like, alive. And I, I really, I really think that was all taken out of context a couple weeks ago. Just saying, like, I think it was not like not trusting them, just believing in them. Like, why are you not trying harder? Like, I think that was a sideway comment on the coach too about the play yeah, ball. exactly. Because they weren't throwing it. And huh? Now t- they weren't throwing the ball at all. Now right. they are. Yeah. Anytime I, a wide receiver calls out a quarterback for not throwing, that is a that's a ricochet shot against the offensive coordinator. It's really like the Listen, thing is not Antonio the thing. Brown. It's yeah, well, true. You gotta admit that he's true. he's fucking insane. Right, exactly. We've already like, and he's out of the league for a reason. I don't know if you guys have mentioned the last couple of weeks, but it's, I we need to bring him back up because we love him so much. Uh, <laughs> if we could, if we could have one, this was the one week we could have without Antonio Brown. Sorry, I had to bring it up. <laughs> All right, so while we're on Antonio Brown. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he like sabotaged himself again that 30 million and yeah. you know the Raiders GM has text from Antonio Brown asking to be released that's not going to help you rake in that 30 million on the back end 
Oh, I didn't know this, so you're oh, yeah. informing me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Text bite him in the ass again. This guy is just... It figures once he's not on the Patriots, this is, is news that we don't get anymore. Complete joke. <laughs> complete joke. If I'm your agent, you get what's called that Bumblebee phone, and you get three numbers. One is 911, and one's to your mom, and one's to your dad. You can't call or text anybody else. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no Twitter, no Instagram. <laughs> Antonio Brown's going to need seven more for each of his baby mamas. Ooh. <laughs> He's the ODB of the NFL. Just handing out checks left and right. But anyways, uh, back to the Vikings. <laughs> no, but seriously, like we're gonna be moving on in a second. Do we think that they are legit contenders now? Because did, the running I, game is really good. The running game is really good with Dalvin Cook, and he is kind of a dark horse MVP candidate after McCaffrey. And then Cousin, Cousins tier. is doing good. He if has, they can somehow, they, but I think what. I'm going to answer my own question here. I think that Minnesota needs a home playoff games for them to advance. I think that Minnesota going on the road outside, how did, they're how did not the, good enough. The, but the, but the Minnesota game. miracle, like, they don't, that doesn't necessarily give them everything they need to move on. Can Minnesota win a playoff game in Dallas? I think you can win in Dallas. I think that passing, <laughs> no, I mean, this is coming from me, I understand. And, and it's not coming off the bullshit Jets game and whatever. They got too soft with that, but I think with Dalvin Cook and Diggs and Thielen, I think they have enough to stretch that offense. It's going to be a shootout. I think that defense is good enough. Do you think Cousins can go into Dallas? And I think he can because this is Dallas. This is Dallas in a way of like home field has not been anything for Dallas in the last few years. It has really not been anything at all. I mean, you're right. New Orleans came in came in there. Yes, yes, we'll talk about it. We 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 came. And one, I mean, Philadelphia came in yesterday, but Philadelphia beat themselves more than we beat them in my mind yesterday. I mean, two days ago. It's Tuesday show, sorry. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just, I think Minnesota is something legit to have to look at. I think this has been a rebirth in them in the last few weeks, and you got to watch them closely. They're in the second a- tier, though. I think you're right, though, because I think, my, my belief is that Cousins will never allow them to be in a, in a championship game setting, he can't handle the heat. As soon as but you're the about moment, my team too, who can't let win in a championship setting as well. I agree with that as well. I feel like both Dak and Cousins are elite quarterbacks, but if they go to the Chiefs, if they have perfect settings Chiefs, and yes. it's just the way, they're never going to be Tom Brady down. But they're never going to be Tom Brady twenty-eight to three able to come back and make every single pass that needs to happen. They're never going to be that clutch player that can bring it all the way and slam dunk it home at the last moment. So not for real. For a picture... That's not saying for real. I mean, you're talking about... For a picture fi- about making finish. The, Super Bowl? the final four. The final, final four. four. I think they'd be... I think they'd be in the... I think they could be at uh, AFC... I mean, NFC contender. I don't think so. I don't think I don't think I don't think year. I don't think he has the moxie. Again, another year, not this year. He doesn't have the nut. He doesn't uh, have the moxie. If you he can't go, if make you it go happen. Eleven three against the Chiefs at home and win, and you go to the Cowboys eleven ten at home and win. I think you're making it. So we'll find out. Statement for yeah, you. We're gonna find out. Yeah, you're gonna find anything against the Redskins next week. That's just. And then you go and fucking. Then you go and fucking lose to the Patriots. So like, you got the Broncos. They don't, they, 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 they turn around and go to the Seahawks. So if they win. Those three games by December second, so, I think you gotta like look at them very closely. So we'll I cannot wait from that I had that Monday night game twelve twenty three going two weeks out of the playoffs against the Packers 
that might be a pivotal game for both in yeah. that, that division right there. And okay. We'll t- and we'll talk about the Packers soon. I know you will. Next. Mercifully, we're going to move on to Oakland at Green Bay. You picked Oakland, uh, Johnny. So, Amy, you thinking that Gruden could give the the Raiders a little Green extra, Bay minus six. extra boost on a bye week? I would have thought that maybe... With the depleted Packers, Packers core. receiving core. No, uh, no. Gruden must have given the, given the Raiders, Raiders the fucking almost two full weeks off. And this is a defense for the Packers. This is why I pick Oakland, Johnny, is that any any running back that could get outside on the edge of the Packers has been successful. And I thought Jacobs was going to have a field day with these guys as well. I really did. I was, I was all in on, on Waller and, and – um, Waller had a good game. Waller had a good game. Definitely a great game, but but Aaron Rodgers had the best the best game. Aaron Rodgers right. had one of his best okay. games the last. Okay, so few I'm years. gonna I'm gonna call a timeout here, and I'm going to set the scene. Okay, John Downing is absolutely sick and fucking tired of hearing how Aaron Rodgers is a contestant for the greatest quarterback of all time. Okay. There's some theme music behind this. Like, so oh, no, no. sound. <laughs> no, I mean, we're just <laughs> stating facts here, and you wake up and, and turn on the sports channels, and it's like, oh, wait, who's this guy? Oh, it's Aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback of all time? Like, do we not realize that you're playing in a league where currently Tom Brady, also the greatest exists? professional athlete, is actively playing still? <laughs> and for I get it. It's been Mahomes for the last year and a half. It's been Mahomes. And then Mahomes goes, goes down, and it's like... Whoa, do we turn to now? <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you were ripping me. For no, rig- no, that not at thing. all. I just, I, you turn on the TV and it's like, oh my God, I want to shoot myself in the face. Finally, we didn't I, have to hear about Mahomes for a week. And it's like, oh, we'll just get, he's a bad man, Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's a bad man. He's, he's, Has there ever been a greater performance in the history of the NFL in a 1 p.m. game? <laughs> they say, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> It's a joke, right? It was a phenomenal performance. I will give him that. I will give give the network, the league, a little bit of a doubt because it's been, in my mind, a little subpar season so far for the NFL as far as like what we thought the competitiveness would be between division teams and what's going on. The NFC is great, I think. They, so the, the people who are organizing the, the NFL North? totally fucked up. Nobody thought the Bills were going to do anything. <laughs> like they, they had no idea what was happening. And in this game, Aaron Rodgers went 25 for 31 for 429 yards, five touchdowns, and John is going to say? Big That's deal. Big fucking deal. I mean, Brady has done that like seven or eight times in his career where he's had games like that. And I was able to pull one up from a few years ago where he was at Miami, and in only only three quarters, he was 21 of 25 for 380 yards and six touchdowns. So, does it, I mean, does that worry you as a Patriots fan? Like, seeing a team, seeing somebody... Here's the only thing I can compare it to, Johnny, is, is Brady-esque in a way of, like, taking some no-name receivers because your other receivers are hurt. And spreading the ball around and making it successful and just making Tom Brady's thrown touchdowns in his career to seventy-eight different I receivers. I'm just I'm talking about the relevance you know of the right answer. now. I know the answer to that. I'm just saying, does it bother you at all? 
Going I've on. been waiting all week for oh this rant. Oh my god. Johnny, I'm just saying. Let us have it. I just gave it to you. Fucking let us have <laughs> you it. I want him just to thump me on my forehead with his... <laughs> like No, I just feel like I, peace. So here's what I get, and it bothers me because it, I. It, you turn on the national media, and I understand that all the channels, ESPN, Fox Sports, NFL Network, everybody's sick of the Patriots, and they're sick of Tom Brady, and they're just fine. They can't wait to find the next, whether it's Rodgers, whether it's Mahomes, whether RG3, whoever the fuck the next flavor of the they week was. They tried to build Dak up in the first they three weeks because his passer rating and QBR they want was crazy, too. So that they don't have to talk yeah. about Brady. And if the Patriots keep winning the games, they talk about how bad their opponents are, how bad the AFC East is when I well, have numbers. Well, to be fair. No, I have numbers fair. that to destroy that to argument. To be fair, to be fair, this fu- the, and you admitted to this in weeks prior this is a powder puff schedule for the first six weeks. We're about to see the for real. This year. Pa- but the Patriots have will the real the Patriots, Patriots have step over up the, over the years. next six games? Well, the Patriots next have six won games. twelve games national, in a row now. They've won national, twelve in a row. No, but ratings doesn't care about the years past. They got to make it seem. And so when they turn is now, one, that's it. That's end of the dynasty. Yeah. That we'll call it over. And that bothers me. Okay, so that's nationally. But then I'm like, all right, so I don't want to deal with the national media. And I get it. They're sick of the Patriots. I get it. I get it. We don't have to do it. I can, t- I can turn the channel to something local. Maybe we'll hear a little pom-pom. We'll see some pom-pom wavings. I mean, oh, please, Tom Brady did this. He did that. And the Patriots are so good. But no, 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 no. Randy get, Moss was you, laughing you about get, it last you get night. Robert, you got that Robert Kraft Tom Brady. hates Tom Brady. Bill Belichick hates Tom Brady. Brady's going to leave the Patriots. <laughs> Brady's upset about his lack of weapons. That's all you get is fucking nonstop bullshit and I just feel like we're all gonna be like years down the road 10, 20, 30 years down the road and be like man why didn't we appreciate this guy more when he was active no we, we all just ignore, like treated him like shit or acted like there were problems when there aren't any and it bothers me and I will like accept all that and dump it right in my emotional diaper for all those victories and championships you've won yeah, I will exactly. take that on exactly. any day of the week exactly <laughs> like I want to feel sorry for you Johnny <laughs> but fuck yourself Johnny <laughs> alright speaking of the best quarterback in the world Jacoby Brissett hey at home uh-huh. Against Houston. Let's talk about putting up points on a pick'em. You gotta love it. I think the team, I think it says more about the team. Team is in team is all bought in. Yeah. I think the team is bought in the fact of like luck is gone. Everybody gave them no shot. But they have a point now like good team. They have good line, good deal. There's a whole potato on that show. You wanna talk about narratives that like piss me off? It's like, oh well Andrew Luck's still keeping in contact with Brissette and making sure that he's on point to be the perfect quarterback for the team. Fuck Fuck that. (laughs) Fuck that shit. Get out of here. A couple a couple verbal tutelage over the phone is not gonna make you a good quarterback in the NFL. It's because you do the work and you study the defense. I hate that shit so much. How about Tom Brady taught him how to win while he was with the Patriots? <laughs> I, I like that. I, hey, because look at Garoppolo. Jimmy G, look at, you know, J- look at Two Brissett. losses between yeah. all three of those quarterbacks. That's right. right so that says a lot about the Belichick way and the New England way, and I will, I will give you full credit for that one right now for sure. All right, getting back to talking shit about New England. <laughs> New England hasn't beaten a team with a winning record yet. So what's the record? Lo- what's the Bills' record? It's a lot of what's fucking the Bills punching record? down. Five and one. Are they a playoff team? Yes, they are. Did you not just say the Bills are a playoff team? I did. Did the Patriots win at Buffalo yes, on the did. road against the playoff? They team? didn't have a winning record at the time. They're five and one. 
They are now. <laughs> they weren't then. Everybody knows the league. <laughs> I, I don't know why Kool-Aid moves you from minute to minute. Uh, John, uh, I'm impervious to your attacks. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Josh Allen got hurt. That's why. <laughs> that was, that's that's probably the toughest game they faced so far. Yeah, that was week four. Yeah. Okay. Week so like how you spell had a winning record. You're referring to one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were two and zero. They were three and zero. They were three and zero. They were three and zero. That's the one. They were like, all right. All right. Yeah. I guess I go fuck myself. <laughs> all right. Anyways, exp- speaking of fucking myself. Arizona on a three-game winning streak. Oh Heater God. against the New York Giants getting three points. I picked New 27 York. 27-21. to 21. God damn it. What happened there? I thought with Ingram back and Saquon Barkley back, but they would win at home. Yeah. I thought it would be close, but I thought the Giants would take this game. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> wow, we have a lot to talk about in this one with Johnson and that so, whole bullshit. All the beat writers... Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, David Johnson practiced more this week than he did the previous week when he played last the yeah. previous week and scored two touchdowns and had over 100 yards. He practiced more this week leading up to the Giants game. Uh, he was questionable going in, but then Saturday night, Sunday mornings, there were reports from the Kingsbury and the Cardinals saying that he was good to go, he was healthy, and then all of a sudden the game starts and David Johnson starts plays plays the first snap of the game gets the first carry of the game for the Cardinals and then doesn't play again just disappears and back up Chase Edmonds ends up scoring two touchdowns has over 100 total yards in the game and scores three like touchdowns. three touchdowns sorry three th- touchdowns. 35 Crazy. fantasy points and so there's Let's that keep so mind, there's I have that him in three of my fantasy leagues so there's Johnson. that and you can be upset about so that pissed. but the Arizona Cardinals at three o'clock tweet out. Should have started Chase Edmonds this week in fantasy with the cute little thing. Like, if are you fucking kidding me? Like, that literally made me blow. Set you on fire. I fucking responded with a giant screaming, fuck you, to the <laughs> And it got a bunch of likes on Twitter because... Because <laughs> it's nonsense. And it is nonsense. To, if to you'd do like, that shit and to rub it in people's faces, are you kidding? Here's if my you'd t- like to like Johnny's bullshit on Twitter... Green grinder. You call it bullshit, I call it tutelage. <laughs> Here's my thing. is like I don't want the league to cater to NFL fantasy draft. I don't want it to ever be the case. But when you go out of your way to call it out and bring it into your home, it's like but opening your do. door and like step inside. They're, they're, they, they're, they realize that fantasy and they gambling is what, dri- is what drives it's, it's the NFL. Drive. They, it's they build their fan this. base more than anything. Right. I understand. But when you, when you open your doors and say step on side have a piece of our pie and you say it's shit pie what I just gave you I just fed you shit then you just open yourself up to I love the Matthew Berry rant I, it, it's just the whole thing of like fuck you you have not done anything in this league for so long and you make it out a case Nobody to be cares like, about just, the who cares about you at all not even your own fans like I'm sorry like that is bullshit to the 10th degree well beyond um I have, I, have, I have no words. I mean, it, it blows my mind that they go so far to do that. I get it. If it's gamemanship and you want to, you want the Giants to think you're starting Johnson and your defensive game plan is around that, cool. Just say it's a great victory for us. We made a few changes and we played Edmonds, whatever the case may be. When and you go out and attack what King, could be your fans, what could be your fans and you attack them, yeah. that's them. stupid. You're trolling it's them. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. And then 
Afterwards, Kingsbury says David Johnson was only going to be used as an emergency running back anyway. So if he's injured, why would you use him as an emergency? It if was, he's injured, it was, you just in, he was you, a total you decoy. It. <laughs> it a total de- he's a total decoy for that whole week. It was absolute fucking nonsense, and they should. They're gonna get. They they will have to deal with some some backlash from this, whether we know about it as as the public or not. Goodell and the NFL will not let shit like this slide. It no. they want. They will not. They will they need, not because I mean, gamblers and fantasy people need this information. Absolutely. They fucking need it, and there is so much money coming from that. And let's not be naive to that more than half the money in the NFL is from gambling and fantasy people. So. Especially now that what it's is been the legalized. Take of the NFL I don't know, teams. but it's a it's, lot. Especially yeah. now that the whole procedure has been legalized, right. I would expect to see some changes in the procedures as far as you know in hockey, upper body, lower body the injury. Reporting. The, the reporting is going to be a lot more nuanced and it's going to be a lot more factual because it's Has actually to be. going to matter. Has to be. It's going to actually matter the and, it, too, and there's right? not going to be any gamesmanship NBA allowed. Has to be NBA has announced to, 30 minutes 30 before, minutes before the game Because that used down. to be a game time decision. Okay, well, speaking of injuries, watching this game made me want to fucking injure myself so I didn't have to be privy to it happening. San Francisco at Washington. Uh, this was a contested pick. This was one of the ones you won, Johnny. Good for you. Weather was Congratulations. a factor. Congratulations. Which one was this? But motherfucker. Oh, the Redskins. Nine, San Francisco nine at point, Washington. Point they won. I probably nine. shouldn't have won. Probably yeah. Won God. It was an ugly Damn game. Damn it. It was. This was awful. Yeah, I got nothing. The funny thing is, the players love that game. Yeah. They love like sliding around, like mud bowl. Like you don't see too many of those games anymore. No, the field conditions were fucking absolutely horrible. Actually, as as a former football player, I love I, I love playing in, I love in the playing rain. Right. Yeah, is like the best. It's the best absolutely. game. Nothing really matters. Like coach can't get mad at you for like missing anything because yeah, you still got to hold on to the ball. Well, you got to yeah I. <laughs> Marty, you ever think I held the ball even <laughs> once? I have no idea. No. Name Sanchez. You're the no, pogo no. kicker. Dude, I was fucking... <laughs> I was coiling coiling the cords for the head coach, man. There you go. All right. That's what fair I was enough, doing. Jesus enough. Christ. It's okay. All right. So uh, that's another contested pick against you. Thank God very much. Keep the change. Yeah. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers heading into Tennessee with Tennessee giving up two... How what happened? The Chargers find new ways to lose. You're on the <laughs> one yard line. They had like you ten chances too. They oh had scored and God, reversed Johnny. it. And then Melvin Gordon finally fumbles at the inch yard line and they lose. I'm sorry. So the Chargers should have covered. Chargers should have covered. I picked the Chargers. They didn't cover. Yeah. Uh, we knew Tannehill coming close. into the game was not gonna like just string them out for a lot of points. I really thought this game was going to be the Chargers' time to win on on the road. Oh, my God, what a fucking disgrace. Yep. Not to be able to get the ball in. Inventing new ways to lose. I, I What's the coach's name? Do you know off the top of your head? Anthony Lynn. Okay. <laughs> Feel sorry for I mean, no, does he, go. Does just fucking Johnny Doe off the top of head. Open up. Closet like, does a bear shit in the yeah. woods. Can we answer the oracle? Right. <laughs> um, but I... I like him as a coach. I, I think he's a defensive-minded coach. But I just don't understand 
maybe you can enlighten me, Johnny, why this team cannot score on the offensive end. I, you know, I honestly, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think Rivers is, is finally showing his age. I think he's showing his age. And he I wants, think he wants the, to play two or three more years. He, he talks about a contract year and wanting to play more. Going go yeah. the way of Eli Manning, They have too many man. weapons to it's, not be more effective, though. Is Cam Newton going to be a charger? Maybe. Going into the new, new stadium next year? Yeah. I'd be excited. Oh. That'd, be, would, that'd be interesting. I'd be into that. Because Rivers is not looking That's great. That's the, uh, the deep, deep, deep conversations I'm seeing when I'm like, like researching like what's going to happen with this whole uh, Carolina like that. possible Chargers team. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Rivers needs to go away. It's done for him, I think. Yeah. I just, at, at least like, a change do? of scenery. I mean, he's got a billion kids, and that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough to relocate. Thirty-nine. Yeah. But you know, he could I mean, sign for his kids to be in AAU. He's going to be on the road. Ju- he could sign a Joe Flacco contract. You know, like uh, no, he doesn't. If he, if he doesn't start, someone he doesn't has play. to be he's worse too competitive. Than him. Right. And, and I like Philip Rivers. I think I think when it comes to his competitive edge, I think he is that. Player who really truly wants to win, but I feel like if he feels like he's not a, a, a crucial part of the team plan, he's not going to play that game. He's not going to be an Eli that just sits on the bench and be a mentor. I mean, his numbers aren't Ooh, terrible. Are you calling? Are you calling the Phil Philip Rivers retirement? Yeah. Oh, right you heard it here first on Green Mountain Sports Roundup. Marty calls the Philip Rivers retirement here at the end of the. Him and Antonio season. Gates are going marlin fishing next year. They're done. <laughs> Boys are going out together. All right, well, let's move into our next contested pick, New Orleans at Chicago. Johnny, you fucking fall on the sword on this one again. New Orleans winning 36-25. to The Chicago offense just can't score enough points to validate the defense. It just... What's happening there? The defense wasn't even good in this game. They were nope. down 36 to 10 with three minutes to go in the game. Uh, this is a Bridgewater Trubisky offense. Is the, is Make the, him throw. Is the king of um, garbage time. Make him throw. Um, it's Teddy. Make him throw. This, so now Listen. the Saints are now 5 0 without Drew Brees. What's so that say? Does that make Drew Brees a system quarterback? Yes. I don't think so. I think in the same way that Tom is have a we system quarterback. So, have we overrated Drew Brees? No. I will. Are we sure about no, this? No, no, no. They've no, had some no, impressive no. wins. Had some impressive wins, but this is a team that. Especially because I contested it. <laughs> <laughs> You on the sauce tonight? <laughs> silly I'm little very, goose. I'm very saucy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I I don't know. I give it up to the coaching staff. I give it up to the defensive plan. I give it up to the offensive plan of not putting them out to make mistakes. They're very conservative. They're very effective in the right moments. I think Drew Brees has nothing to worry about. I don't think he's a system quarterback in any way. I think he creates. I think it's a totally different situation. They have not gone – Vertical, very much in the system. They've been very carefully planned and just placed it on the fact that they trust their offensive tools. And I, I you know, I, I don't think Breeze has anything to worry about. I don't think this is a, a flack on the system. I think this is a well coached team. And I think this is a very scary team to think about once he comes back. Well, they just have such huge weapons. It's an. Right, and don't and don't put him in your starting position this week. I think Bridgewater. I think this would be one of these little plays too of like who starts this week. 
you'd be dumb to start him right before the bye week. I think they let him rest for two more weeks. Yeah, I agree. And don't take a chance on starting him this week, meaning Breeze. Because that thumb wouldn't take much to get aggravated again. Absolutely. Falling it the wrong way, like just get hit. I mean, you don't realize how many times that hand gets hit with people coming in on you. Mm. So. And there's no reason to rush it. They've had such success anyways. They own like, the division. I mean, I, I get it, though. They're the bye, getting a one of the top two seeds and getting a bye is important. And right now, it's San Francisco and Green Bay. Yep. So. San Francisco and the Green Bay. I mean, uh, Seattle, Seattle and the no, it's not Kings. Seattle. It's Green Bay. It's Green Bay and yep. San Fran. They got those are the top two. Right. So New Orleans needs to keep going. Well, right. speaking of Seattle, Baltimore went into Seattle expecting a tough game, and they pulled away. Did not expect this game to go this way. What the fuck happened? It was, it was Earl Thomas revenge game. So Earl Thomas asked the Ravens, his new teammates, that to a degree, but I, I in the locker room after the game, he's like, "I asked you guys <coughs> to have my back this week, going back and to Seattle, did. and you did, and they did." Well, and this and is they did. This is a thing where I've told you a few weeks ago too. I just feel like this Baltimore team, as a locker room, has really bought in with itself that they want to be something more than perceived, and they want to do something more than expected. I think they're really bought in on being successful impressive this win. year. Oh, One of the more impressive wins in the of the and it's Steelers not, it's for so long. A win in the top 10 of the year. Like a Baltimore team going into Seattle, that, right. that's a quality win, 30 to 16. And someone who has been in that stadium, I have attended that stadium, <laughs> that crowd, that home field advantage is a true deal. It is so loud and it's so crazy in that environment. I've never been anything so it's impressive like win. it. It's very impressive what they did on the on the road right there, and Lamar Jackson once again proved like if he needs to, he will use his feet to make that victory happen. He was impressive getting out of the pocket, but he was still only nine of nine of twenty for 150 yards. Well, I say, that's, that's, that's when it's when the arm's not going to work, the feet will, will yeah. work for you. I'm curious to see how they face against how they do uh, Patriots at the Ravens in two weeks on Sunday Night Football. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah, the most underrated defense in football, like. We'll get into it in a little bit, but, like, Jesus Christ, the Patriots are insane. Um, <laughs> next contested pick, Philadelphia at Dallas. I would tell you right now, I'm a Cowboy fan, and I put $100 on the Eagles. This <laughs> I feel like that says I everything. I thought this was, I want to cover the mic and everything take that, that back. I'm going to hold you back. Holy shit, I just I said feel that. Like Jade, I'm sorry I bet this week. <laughs> I thought that was an easy pick this week. Don't I thought worry, everyone knew don't the worry Marty. Jade doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Especially not at the one hour and four minute mark. Yeah, exactly. Sports ball, sports ball. I probably probably lost her on the number 38 girlfriends earlier in the show, so it's okay. This is probably a safe episode. (laughs) No, I just have no, had no belief going into this game. You can talk a good talk and say, even I knew that we got our two towers back on the offensive line. And this ah, is Philadelphia is going to Philadelphia. Uh, but they they crushed us last year at home, and they, they absolutely destroyed us. So I just felt like they felt like we were just easy pickings, and they were going to come in and just scrape us up. And, it's you know, as a Cowboy fan who bet against my own team, I'm glad they won. But, you know, we, we Johnny, you and I went through this last year. I just don't like hate this has been years upon years now I hate Jason Garrett I hate him as a coach 
I hate that. that he's a player coach. I want a coach that demands a system to be run in a functional way, to be followed through with in a game plan throughout a week of practice. I don't like the emotional thing he shows on the sideline with his players. I want him just to be steadfast and hungry to win, to have a goal in mind, if that makes sense, and just fucking stop smiling and clapping and being that guy. I don't know. It's so hard for me. It's so hard for me to accept that we're ever going to be anything until he's gone. Sorry. That's all right. I get it. That's it. I'm done. (laughs) That's my uh, shit moment sponsored by Pampers. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to head into our clip of the week, which was Bill Belichick finally cracking a smile. Gotta love it. Enjoy. Winding down. Delay of game. Offense. This penalty's declined. It's fourth down. Patriots took that on purpose, trying to give the punter more room. The Jets declined it. Patriots boosting into 7 0 here in just 10 minutes. 49ers also unbeaten. What top-heavy teams there in the NFC, aren't there? Packers and Saints. Ball start. Offense. This penalty is also declined. It's still fourth down. We gotta play this game. All right. So, so the Patriots took a. Look at the. Look at the. Look at the. Look at the. He can't even hold it back. So they took an intentional delay of the game. The Jets declined it. Huh. Then they had a guy intentionally false start, and the Jets declined that one also. Bill couldn't do anything but laugh. John Perry? Yeah, the next one, I can guarantee you they're going to be talking about 15 yards. That is crazy. Oh, old Bill Belichick. He's trying to hide that smile behind the mic. Oh. All right, and we're back. Uh, they finally got Belichick to crack a smile. You gotta love that. Only, only the Jets will make Belichick not feel threatened and just show his true colors and not his well, game face. Up thirty-three to nothing, he decides to sit on two penalties, admittedly wasting a whole minute away of game clock. But he was very pleased with himself. It's a smart move by 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 the rules. I mean, like, why not? I mean, like, why am I going to give you the time? Fair uh, enough. I mean, it's just. What, I mean, <laughs> you got to love Booger McFarland being like. Uh, they caught on to it. Which are, is are we gonna? Yeah. Are we gonna play the game or what? Right. So I guess he <laughs> could have. He could have technically done it for seven minutes or seven seven right. penalties. Right. Legally. <laughs> Well, um, they had said something about maybe if he took another intentional penalty, uh, they would give them 15 yards. So, hmm. that was also a thing. But moving into the week that is to be, Washington at Minnesota. Minnesota giving up 16 points. What's going to happen, Johnny? Uh, this is Kirk Cousins' revenge game, so I'm going Minnesota minus 16. 
He hates that Washington. Team. I'm not touching John. I'm not touching anything yeah, related don't. to Washington. You can have that, Johnny. And that's <laughs> you know, it's not always fair to Johnny because he can pick and choose who we want to contest against. But <laughs> here we go. I'm not touching that one. All right, Seattle at Atlanta. There is no line yet because Matt Ryan uh, still has the injury. There's not enough information yet. But Johnny, so my guess on this line. I don't know if Ryan plays. He never ten, misses ten time. And a half, ten and a half. I mean, if Ryan doesn't play, I would say Seattle. Yeah, maybe ten. Ten. ten I'd ten say if Ryan half. does play, then Seattle minus four. Really? Yeah. All right. So at Atlanta, you know. I know. Seattle plays of, close games. Let's come off the Rams, which Seattle dominated earlier. I just, I don't know. I think they give them a little bit more. I'd say almost six and a half if Ryan plays, but I'd still take Seattle at that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe. Coming off that big loss to the Baltimore, I think they're going to be pissed and angry and Atlanta's play, play Atlanta's a clean done. game. They're yeah, Atlanta's, they've given up. So we're going to take no Seattle. Keep that in mind, too. We're going to take so Seattle no Ryan, podcast. No All right. Philadelphia going into the this Niagara is, City. This is an interesting game. It is interesting. With maybe. Buffalo giving up a point and a half. This is one of the few interesting games of the week. So Eagles three and four at Buffalo five and one. Um, geez, uh, I'm gonna go Eagles here. Okay, uh, I'll contest that with Buffalo. Okay, they need to win this game. It's something, even though they have a losing record with Philadelphia, they need to show that they can take on a a, a good strong division in Philadelphia. This would okay. be a good win for them. It would be, man. Yeah. All right, the L.A. Chargers heading to Chi-Town with Chicago giving up four uh, points. What's the over and under and inter- interceptions in this game? Because um, the Chargers' defense six. is decent. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say. Um, yeah, the over under for the game is 40. So I'm going to go Bears minus four. I just think the Chargers are a kind of a defeated football team. I think they're done. Ever since they lost that home game in Pittsburgh two weeks ago where their crowd was all Steelers fans, right. I just feel like they feel like they, they have no home. I feel that anything like Melvin Gordon, if he has three more yards to get or he goes out of bounds at this point, he's going to go out of bounds. He's going to fight for extra yeah. yards. He's not, there's no fight in this team anymore. Right. They're 2-5. and five. It's yeah. been a rough start. And the not Bears right. need to win yeah. to save their season. Their schedule is difficult down Very the stretch. Very true. Okay. okay, New York Giants heading into the eight mile with Detroit giving up seven points. I'm gonna go. Come on, Giants plus seven. Jesus, oh, really? <laughs> I will tap dance on that. I will. Yeah, if you Martin. if you didn't pick it, Marty, I would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. like I know what you're doing, Johnny, but I. I don't like it. I like Matt Patricia against Detroit right there. Carrion Johnson just had a, a knee procedure today, so they're down yeah. to their backup running back who they don't use anyway. I get it. Um, I, see this, I see this Detroit team throwing the ball fucking 55 times this week. Yeah, no, you're right, but you're right. But Sa- <laughs> Sa- Sa- Saquon's back. Shepard will be back to yeah. play with Tate and Ingram and Dan. Yeah, but Jones. Saquon's back on no, on like, he hasn't even practiced yet. It's, he's he like last week. He, he's he's, he's, well, he's like barely yeah exactly Arizona's it's that's like punching down he hasn't had to punch up yet Tampa Bay right, we'll, at we'll, Tennessee we'll talk about this throughout the week what the, what the fuck that meant okay <laughs> Tampa Bay at Tennessee Tennessee giving up two and a half points interesting game 
I'll bet with you on this one right here. I'll go opposite wherever you go just to get whatever you think you want to do. Tennessee minus two and a half. Oh, I don't feel good about it. No. I don't feel good about it. Tampa? No. I'll give him Tampa? one. He just took New York against Detroit. I'll give him one right here. I'll take Tampa Bay right here. <laughs> oh, man. Jameis Winston had the right amount of strippers Wait, this, this off is week. the Mariota-Winston game. Yes, this it is. This is the quarterbacks yes, that are it done. Is. This is the done quarterbacks yes. game. But Tannehill's playing. Do you think they'll, they'll be like, wait a minute, we have to start Mariota for this matchup because it's the Winston-Mariota matchup. No, not after... Uh, no, they no, won't. They just, beat, they just beat the Chargers. How are you going to like, sit no, a, right, sit a know, quarterback at one? They should have lost, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you mean. They did, technically, they won. Right. Next, we have Denver at Indianapolis. This should be your like bet the house week two. Three, Indianapolis three, point, minus six. This does not feel... I don't see how you take Denver in this game. I just There's don't. There's no way. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders six. is on the trading block. They have no He's gone. Receiver. He's gone. He's went done. To, 49ers. Sanders we didn't even mention that. Yeah. Emmanuel Sanders to the 49ers. Makes them that much better. Yeah. Is this a uh, bet your house pick? I think no. it is. No? You think this is a... No? I, I, don't bet, I, do, I don't bet my house every week. I find the spots and I pick and choose. There's oh been two. Oh, yeah. If there's All right. A bigger, bet there's your a, shed. Bet my, bet my, bet, that's my she shed. <laughs> I've bet just bet the she shed, shed Sheila. No, this is not it. No, All right. Really? Speaking yeah. of she shed, Cincinnati going into the Los Angeles Rams with the Los Angeles Rams giving up 13 points. Rams minus 13. Again, how do you take the Bengals here? No way. No way. Yeah. Arizona at New Orleans with New Orleans giving up nine and a half. Um, this could be a tricky one, right? Cardinals are three and three. Can they hang? Can they hang within nine and a half? Cardinals are on a three-game winning streak. They've got momentum on their side. I'll take the Cardinals. You have plus nine and a half. Oh I'll God, play. I love it. Oh man, I wanted to take. I wanted you to go New Orleans right there. I'll take. Oh no, I'm not gonna touch that. Oh, <laughs> we have plenty of games. Oh. I, I think this is gonna be more close than people think. I, I think they can air it out and play with this team. I think they found something in Edmonds. I think they found a little bit in their defense, even though it was the Giants. I think they found a little bit of energy going into this game. I and like Marty this game. sees six more games where he could disagree with Johnny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This next game, I really like. He's not going to bet it on Kyler Murray. All right, New York Jets going into Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew, hot off. Johnny's taking the Jets. A fresh yes, I am. And I love win. This is my favorite pick of the week. Yeah. Jacksonville giving up five and a half. Jets What's plus five happen? and a half. This is, the, this is the Monday night. Everybody felt bad because they looked terrible. Yeah. Nobody's going to put any of their money on the Jets because yeah. they watched that Monday night game and saw how bad they look. But yet they're going to go down to Jacksonville. There's enough veteran players on the defense yeah. that feel fucking angry about what's going on. Absolutely. They're going to blitz the shit out of Jacksonville, but I will bet on Jacksonville. Oh, oh contest it, Marty. But I think that's going to be closer than what people think. I think it's going to come down to the last possession to I cover that spread. It. I love it. All right, we'll make a note that it will come down to let's, the last Let's understand possession. that Johnny's not saying the Jets are going to win. The Jets are going to cover. Plus five and a half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Plus five and a half, yeah. All right, Cleveland heads into Gillette Stadium. New England's only getting 13 points. That feels like 
charity to me. Coaching mismatch of the century. Oh, Absolutely. God. Freddie Kittens should be getting we all plus know. 27 the fun right chokes here. kittens in his offseason. Mm-hmm. So this is okay. Yeah, this. I mean, thank God the Browns have some talent on the field because off, like on the sidelines, this is going to be. Ugly. So what is Johnny the average against the run with running backs in the league for the New England? Because Chubb is decent. He's, he's decent carrying the ball and catching out of the backfield. Do you I feel mean, like the he's Patriots a defense has been suffocating yeah. all around. This, and this year. is another I losing mean, team given, coming in. They've given up a little on the run. Right. Like, like Le'Veon Bell had. At, at, a little bit last night. He had, mm-hmm. what, 80, 85 yards last right. night? So, I mean, Chubb, they, Chubb scares me a little bit. But Cleveland doesn't aspect. like to stick to the run. They like to... They'll bail out quick yeah. if, they get, if they get behind. Yeah, so. they'll be chucking the ball down the field deep. Yep. I mean, the daily fantasy sites are begging people to play Baker Mayfield this week. They're daring you to because Not he's so cheap. Him. He's so cheap. He's so cheap, so cheap. yeah. It's like... Well, you wanted to, but I think this is a guy who did me wrong... You what, can't do it against the most underrated defense in the entire league. Guys, this Baker is Mayfield. the low key, the best defense in the entire league. This is Johnny, this, how many how many points have they held opponents to? Forty three, right? Forty three? Forty three. I mean, yeah, they have eighteen turnovers. Yeah. That's insane. They're insane. It's just every like, week you're like, they can't do if it. If this again, is any but, other like McVay fucking Garrett coach team and you had this ridiculous swagger about him that'd be more known. I love the fact that this defense the just wants to stay under the radar oh, and just fight with well, the There's the shirts ghost. now. There's yeah, exactly. boogeyman shirts coming yeah, exactly. out. Oh, fuck. Absolutely. Quarterbacks are seeing ghosts. Yeah. This is one Literally of the best, ghosts. I mean, in the last well, 15 years, one of the can best we, Can we talk about how it's not like he was unaware he was mic'd up. Like how do you how do you give that soundbite? Right. Yeah. Like that that's like yeah. if you know you're sure. mic'd up, how do you be like I'm seeing ghosts out right. there? Yeah. How do you lose yourself in that way? Just like, a young man uh, who is just my you know, god. He's just you know holy shit out of his element. He was out of his element. <laughs> yeah, he was shell shocked. Uh, I'm not touching this uh, like, game. This is New England at home. If this was is this is New England at <laughs> Cleveland with that point spread, I'd take it. Yeah. But I'm not touching this. I'll take New England minus thirteen. Yeah, obviously. All right, Carolina heading into San Francisco. San Francisco is giving up five and a half I'm points. Take the Panthers plus five and a half. I like that they've had two weeks to prepare. It's a good one. I like it I, off I think the San Fran will win, but I, I think Carolina For the uh, excitement of the choice, I'm going to take San Francisco. Put a star by that one. I think this is a great way for Richard Sherman and the defense to say this is where we actually truly solidify ourselves and say we shut down something. This is their chance to step up yeah, right here. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Richard Sherman's been talking a big game. They've been 6-0. and they have a real opportunity here to actually show that they are what they you know, say they are. The good thing about Sherman, though, is not about like him talking about himself or the team. He's just putting it back on the people saying they're not good enough or not living up to expectations. He's not stepped over that boundary line of saying, we are great, what the fuck were you guys thinking? He's still just saying, keep doubting us because that's what we need. Yeah. And I think it's a very smart captain way on a defensive end to play that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we got three more games to go. Marty, you're going to have to choose carefully because you can only choose one, one of more. the next three. 
Oakland heading into Houston with Houston getting six and a half points. Houston minus six and a half. Ah, I fucked this up all the time. Yeah. Sorry. Houston will be giving up six and a half points. I'll, I'll lay the points. Houston, I'll take Houston minus six and a half. This could be a tricky one, though. Well, this is tricky. Two teams coming up. What they should have needed to win. In. Oh. You going to spend it here, Marty? Man, I love Watson in this position right here, but also that defense they lost. Houston lost another great cornerback this week. I'm not going to do it right here. All I right. think Oakland can score on that team right now. Okay. I think it's going to be closer. I think Houston wins this game, but I don't think they cover that spread. Are you going to contest it? Nope. <laughs> nope. It's a soft contest, folks. Yes. <laughs> yes. He doesn't think they're yes. going to win, but he's not willing to I'm going to lay it on, on your it. thigh and talk about game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Green Bay going into Kansas City with Kansas City giving up four and a half points. What's happening here? Um, Is this the Mahomes effect? Yeah, clearly. I'm going to go Green Bay minus four and a half. I just don't think Matt Moore's good enough last to keep game, up So I'm taking KC right here. Oh, he's contesting that. They need to win. Uh, they really don't need to live. Oh, God, this is such a sucker game because they really don't even need to win because the division is so fucking weak right now for Kansas City. Yeah, I'll stick with it. I'll get right. one right I here. love it. I think Green Bay rolls this team, though. And I like that we're going into Monday Night Football with no contestations. <laughs> Nobody wants to touch it. Nobody wants to touch it because it's like the Miami Flounders versus the Pittsburghs trying to prove something to somebody. It's 14 and a half points. It's a lot for a team that's relying on their second string quarterback. Johnny, have you ever seen a line 14 and a half for a team that's been on their second string quarterback who's just come off of a concussion? I mean, I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, that's it's so evident. It's it's completely. Here's my up. only factor here is is Fitzpatrick getting traded to Pittsburgh from Miami and wanting to make a fucking statement and just telling his defense, let's shut these guys out because this yeah, I like fucking franchise. Yeah, 15, I kind of like them too. Okay. And I knew yes. you kind of steer that way. That's yeah. why I wanted to stay with it, away from that when we're on the same side. <laughs> well, I got my crucial catch hat yeah. that I just ordered uh, when I saw them on the field last week and I was like, holy shit. That's got pink and teal and yellow and bright ass orange on it. You just fucking. It's got the Steelers logo. Like I fucking need it. I need it. I need it so bad. Pants look like a Lucky Charms box. (laughs) 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 But I got the hat on right now and it's feeling great. And uh, we got our picks in. We're good to go. So I think uh, this is going to finish it off. Just for us today. Could be a baby next week if this is my last episode for a few weeks. Okay, all right. You know, Marty's we're expecting kinda, we're a baby. Kinda, we're touch and go right now. Who's yeah, yeah, yeah. Happens, you know, We're calling an audible for Ronan. Yeah, that's right. So we'll <laughs> see what happens. There might be a new uh, member of the GMSR family coming soon. Yeah, so. pass run option. Yeah, exactly. You know, who, who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> but uh, we'll keep it going for you. And if you want to hit the podcast up, you can get us on Podbean and Apple Podcasts and anywhere you can get Podbean Podcasts. And if you want to 
comment, like, subscribe, any of those things, you can do that on Instagram at Green MT Sports on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to get after John, you can do that at Green MT Grinder on the Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. Good night. Adios.